Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real-life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Working Mom. Today on the podcast, I am talking to Dana Underwood of Avanti Alliance Coaching. And Dana is a career coach for women who focuses on helping women show up in their careers and lives in a way that brings fulfillment to them. Today, we'll be diving into the pressures that working moms are under to feel like they're failing if they can't do it all, or more importantly, if they don't want to do all of the things. We'll talk about how we can choose differently and still find fulfillment in a career we love while living on our own terms. So let us dive into this show with Dana and find out some tips and advice that we can take away to start pursuing our goals and our dreams as working moms. Hi, Dana. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Really excited to have this conversation with you today. So could you start by just introducing yourself, talk a little bit about your family, your career, and your business, Avanti Alliant, and just a little bit about yourself to tell the audience more about what you do. Sure. So I am a former retail maven turned career expert. So I spent my entire corporate career in retail, working and buying. It's a career that I loved. It's fast paced. It's challenging. No two days are the same, but all of those things that I loved about it were the same thing that I realized when my son was born would no longer work for me. Mm -hmm. So I have a two-year-old son and he is a bundle of energy and tons of fun. And both my husband and I worked in corporate retail. And so the demanding schedules, all of those things, as I'm sure many of us know, just aren't conducive to family life. Right. So I really started look for what other options are out there. How can I still feel really intellectually challenged, but be the person that I wanted to be for my son and show up at home the way that I wanted to. It's a struggle. It's hard to find options, especially options that are really challenging or kind of in line with if you are a career woman who has had a demanding career previously, there just aren't a lot of great places to go find those things. So I decided that I would create something to kind of help guide women to figure out how to get from point A to point B. So Avanti Alliance was born. It started out as just a job portal. So really focusing on those part-time contract flexible positions for women and evolved into this career coaching service. Um, A lot of women were saying that's great, but I still just don't know how to get from point A to point B. I need somebody to show me how to go along the way. And so that's kind of how that coaching was born to really take you from corporate nine to five every day to something that feels better and fits your life better. Yeah, for sure. I definitely love that because I can totally relate to that. So definitely, I think that's just a great direction you took it in, you know. 
I think still there's so many parents out there that feel that they can't have that flexibility in their careers, which is unfortunate, but I really love what you're doing, you know, within your coaching practice in your space. I think that's just really great. So how did you, you kind of went through a little bit about how you got to the career coaching space. Was there a certain point where you kind of just realized like, this is definitely what I want to do with the rest of my career or how, like walk me through that process of how you determined that that was the career direction you wanted to go in? Yeah. So I think the initial point was when I figured out how much I was struggling to try and balance work and life and watching my former coworkers struggling with the same thing or my friends struggling with the same thing and nobody had any answers. And so that's where kind of the passion to figure out what that solve is Mm -hmm. came from. As far as the coaching, like I said, as I was kind of working through how I could be best of service to other women, the feedback from clients was that they needed someone who would give them more support. And I realized that this was a role I'd been fulfilling my entire life. I was the friend that, you know, my friends would call up and ask, hey, how do I negotiate my salary? Or Mm -hmm. I'm really struggling with how to have this difficult conversation. I was routinely taking coffees or meetings with people just to give career advice. And so I realized that this was really something that was just innate to who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, That coupled with the passion for helping other women understand that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It's not either you work or you stay home. It's not you can have a career or you can have a family that all of these things are an and and how to figure out how to do them all and feel really good about how you're able to do them was really the driving force behind that. Yeah, I think um, for a lot of people, I think they do believe that it's an either or. So you can either have this great career or you can be the great stay-at-home mom. Like you can't do both. That that was always a problem for me. Like when I was kind of a couple of years back thinking about what career direction I wanted to go in as well. So I kind of stood up and said, well, why do I have to choose between the two? So I think a lot of people feel that way. Totally. And I think that's where the first piece that I always recommend to women is to really get clear about what you want. What be a good career for you? What would feel like success for you? What do you, at the end of the day, want to be able to accomplish in your life? It's okay if you don't want to lean in. It's okay if you want to take a step back. It's okay if you want to have a career and still do all of the same things you were doing before. I think that there is this mentality that we have to check off this certain list of things or this certain box and mm-hmm. we're ignoring the things that we actually want. And so that's really the best way to kind of start this transformation of figuring out what balance looks like to you is really identifying what you actually want. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the lean out. So I know that it's kind of a buzzword lately that I've been seeing a lot, but you know, with the whole original the lean in movement, you know, that was a few years back and people are realizing, well, you know, what if I don't want to do that? And I've seen tons of just working moms and tons of content around leaning out. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. And can you talk a little bit more about just that whole concept of leaning out? Yeah. So I think, you know, again, it's just about being really clear about the things that matter to you, what your priorities are. So what are your list of non-negotiables in terms of what will make you happy? And so I have to have some kind of job because I will go crazy being a stay-at-home mom 24-7. Mm-hmm. 
then that's your non-negotiable and you need to understand what that looks like. Is that 10 hours working from home? Is that I need to get out of the house? And I think conversely, it's that, what is that long-term plan? Like, what does this lean out look like? Is this a temporary thing? Do you want to go back to an eventual traditional career? Or are you ready to kind of make that path on your own and see where it takes you? Do you see yourself becoming an entrepreneur? Do you feel satisfied with where you've gotten in your career and you really just want to focus on being running a family. I think it's all about identifying those things that are important to you again and letting go of those shoulds. It's not about what you think you should be doing. It's not about what the woman next to you is doing in her career. It's not about a title. It's not really even about a salary usually. It's about feeling like you have to put on this persona to be something that maybe isn't you after all. I love that so much. I, yeah, that describes perfectly, you know, what I've been feeling. And I think a lot of more women are feeling the same way. So I think, yeah, I mean, I talked about recently in one of my other podcasts about there not being like a one size fits all path for every person. So when you're looking at your career, you want you do the comparison thing. And I know we've all done it um, and just kind of compare ourselves to other people and at what points they are in their careers. But yeah, I think that's super great advice to stop the comparison. Like it's all about what is going to fulfill you in the long term. So you're stuck with it. I mean, not stuck with it, but you know, you can switch paths again if it doesn't work out for you. But in the long run, you really want to make sure that you're fulfilling yourself, I think, at the end of the day. Right. You don't want to be on this journey to a place that you never wanted to go in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Great. So your program, uh, one of your coaching programs is called Clarity Career Coaching. So why do you think finding clarity, finding that clarity and really what you want to do in your career is so important? And can you just talk a little bit about that concept of clarity? Yeah. So I think this layers really well on what we were talking about in terms of stop thinking about what you think you should be doing or what other people are doing or comparing yourself to kind of this linear diagram that you think is what your career should look like. It's difficult to kind of self-reflect and look at what you actually want to get out of your career. Um, And that could be just financial gain. That could be intellectual challenge. That could be meeting other people and kind of keeping that personal connection going. So there are a lot of reasons why we work and why we do the things that we do. And getting really clear about what things matter to you to you about your job helps you understand which path to go down. So if you're a people person and part of what you love about your job is that you get to meet and network with so many people on a daily basis, you shouldn't be doing a work from home data entry position. You'll never be happy. Even if it gives you the flexibility that you think that you've always wanted, going to lead you to the same place you're at. So getting really clear about what those things are helps you understand what your path should look like going forward and helps you to get creative about what that could look like. It's easy to fall into the path of, well, I've always done X, so that's what I should be looking for to try to do again. Or These are the things that I know exist, so I'll work within that framework. If you're clear about what you want and what your ideal would be, it gives you more of a runway to creatively figure out solutions of how to find that ideal scenario for you. Great. Yeah, so I guess what I would ask next is, what if someone is not clear 
on what they really want? What advice would you give to them to kind of, you know, brainstorm and think of things that could be fulfilling to them? Yeah. So there are a lot of us who are not clear. I talk to women every day who are like, I still, I just don't know what I want because it's overwhelming. And it feels like there's this weight, like it has to be this finite decision, which it doesn't. You can think that you want something today and a year from now be in a totally different spot and want something completely different. And that's okay. So I would say the first thing is letting go of the expectation that this decision has to be finite forever. Just think about your non-negotiables right now today. List out three things that would make your life better today. What are they? And then start laddering up. What are the things that I can do to take actionable steps towards achieving those three things? And it will help you kind of clarify what that path could look like. And it will help you find more fulfillment in your current situation. So taking action towards your goal and to where you eventually want to be will help you feel like you're moving in the right direction because you are, and it will help you get closer to finding that ultimate balance. Yeah, I love that advice. Definitely some very actionable tips you can do there and just kind of brainstorm, write things down. Um, journal. I think all those things are great. Yes, totally agree. So switching gears a little bit, but still sort of on the same topics, let's talk about feeling an intense amount of pressure as a working mom to do all of the things, to manage everything, to take care of all of the things. What tips would you give to moms who are feeling overwhelmed and stressed out about trying to do everything? Yeah. So I think the first thing is the comparison game, right? You got to stop comparing yourself to other people. Many of the things that we see on social media or even, you know, we get snippets of other people's lives, whether from work or through coffee or you know someone, we never have the full reality. And so what we're comparing ourselves to is a tiny snippet of something that we assume projects the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Once we let go of that comparison, you're able to feel more gratitude for what you have and for the things that you enjoy. And so some of that pressure comes off because instead of having to be like whoever else, it's allowing you to just be yourself. So again, I think the biggest pitfall in some of that overwhelm and pressure to feel like you have to do it all is ignoring what you really want. So where are these, I have to do X, coming from? Is it something that you feel like you need to do? Or is it something that you feel like you should be doing? So if you feel pressured to keep your house a certain way, and it's totally spotless, looks like no one's in it, you could, you know, be in a magazine any day now. Is that a pressure that you feel because you love your house looking like that? Or is that because you look at everyone's house on Instagram and in their newsfeed, and you feel like that's what you should be doing? So letting go of some of those pressures that are really external instead of internal things that are making you happy. I think the other thing that's really important is mindset. So it's easy to go down the rabbit hole of overwhelm, right? And kind of you start having those thoughts about how you're failing Mm -hmm. and how many things you have to do and how you're not doing any of them well. And I think taking a step back and first recognizing those thoughts and acknowledging them. And secondly, trying to change them, flip them on themselves. So instead of I'm failing because I didn't spend enough time with my son today, it's, you know, I really wanted to have more time to do family things at the end of the night, but the day got away from me and it didn't get there. 
how can you then come back and rectify the situation? Maybe it's Friday afternoon. I don't have as many clients as I thought I would. I'm blocking that time. Mm -hmm. And it helps to take away that guilt and to also refocus those feelings of overwhelm or pressure and give you a place to kind of reallocate and rebalance your time. I love that so much. Yeah, it's kind of like we do kind of beat ourselves up a lot when we can't get to everything. Or like you said, if you didn't have time to spend with your children or, you know, you didn't get to everything you wanted to on your to-do list. I love that kind of just giving yourself grace and accepting it and then moving forward. Like you said, maybe the next day you have a time block open and you can spend time with the family. So I think that's just great. And letting go of guilt is a huge thing that I think all working moms need to do because it just can get so out of control so fast. Totally. And it's such an unproductive emotion. We get so hung up on feeling guilty. We can't even get past to the next thing. And we know that it might be, you know, unwarranted, but we can't change the feeling. So working on that mindset to really figure out how you come up with a solve helps you kind of keep moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And I also loved how you mentioned, so oftentimes the pressures that we put on ourselves are coming more from external sources. So not necessarily that we're feeling we need to do it for ourselves, but maybe it's like a society expectation or something that other people are doing and we see them posting it on social media. So I think really just taking a step back from all of that and realizing that we're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different thoughts and we all have different ways of doing things. So I think there's not like going back from the conversation from earlier, there's not a one size fits all kind of method for this. Right. And I think to vulnerability, being vulnerable with your other mom friends or even peers, coworkers, whoever, showing up in that vulnerable way to admit, hey, I'm struggling with this or how do you manage this? You'll find that so many women will tell you, hey, me too. So a lot of us go through thinking I'm the only one that can't figure out how to do all of these things, or I'm the only one that forgot it was, you know, so-and-so's birthday at school and had to run to the grocery store and buy a bag of chips or whatever. And it's not true. We're all going through the same things. And the more we can be vulnerable with each other, the more we can help each other figure out ways to handle all of the things and just mentally feel like we're doing a good job. We're doing enough. Yeah, I love that. Even positive self-talk, you're doing a good job, like saying it to yourself. I think that's so important. And yeah, I was going to go into next about talking about failure and how we use like that word. We like to use it a lot and say, I'm failing, but it's such negative Mm self-talk. And so I was just wondering, do you have any advice? Like if you start saying that to yourself in your mind, any kind of redirections that you can do and to make it go in the opposite direction. Yeah. So for me, it's really important to acknowledge my mental state and where I'm at. If I start to feel those feelings of failure, you know, and I encourage my clients to do the same, recognize them. There's a reason that you're feeling like that. And again, look at it and say, how can I turn this failure or perceived failure into some kind of win later? How can I redirect whatever it is, whether it's I'm feeling, like I said, a failure for not spending as much time with my family, or maybe it's I've spent so much time at home trying to juggle all of these things. I haven't accomplished the things I needed to for work. Mm -hmm. How can I talk myself into that wasn't 
what I had anticipated. That time didn't work out the way I had planned. However, here is how I'm going to fix it. So having really actionable steps to kind of resolve that issue helps to take away that guilt. The other thing that I think is really important is recognizing that mindset is a hard thing to change, right? And the easiest and best way, I think, to change your mindset is to move your body. Now, that doesn't have to be hard exercise. It can be going for a walk outside. It can be, you know, just doing something outside of the norm, putting on a song and dancing around the kitchen, whatever can kind of flip that script and get you out of that current headspace will set you up to continue moving forward and to go in a better direction. I love that. And I love that you mentioned dancing around the kitchen. I think you're like the third person that said that on a podcast interview. So I I love that everyone's saying that and using that, especially during these uncertain times and there's a lot going on in the world. Sometimes just putting a song on and dancing with your kids in the kitchen, it could definitely, I know it snapped me out of some negative thoughts. So there's a lot of power in that and it changes the dynamic, you know, of that interaction, even between you and your kid. I've used that with my son sometimes when it's like, we're both at our wits end and nothing is working. And it's like, all right, we're going to just have some fun and let go. And it, it does, it totally changes the mood and the total dynamic. Yeah. I love that so much. So the next part, I just wanted to kind of get to know you a little bit better and ask you a few kind of lightning round questions. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned earlier in the conversation about non-negotiables, because I also talk about that a lot, non-negotiables like in our daily life. So what is something you consider to be like a non-negotiable practice for you that you have to do every day in order to start or end your day on a positive note? Yeah. So for me, I have found that having a gratitude practice is something that really keeps me grounded and sets me up to succeed in this day, in the next day, being able to look at those things that you already have that you're grateful for helps you again, when you feel like things aren't going right, or you feel like there is so much on your plate and to take a moment and just give thanks for the things that you already have. So I personally write those things down. I also have incorporated in our family, we pray and at night we give thanks for the good things in our day as much as we ask for help with all of the things that we may want for ourselves and others. So I love that. So what is your favorite working mom hack that would get you through your most difficult days? Yeah, so I like everyone else, struggle with feeling like I'm pulled in a million directions. So my favorite thing to do is to set aside a day as a family day in the middle of the week. It really helps me focus on those other days when I'm feeling so pulled. I don't have to feel guilty about the fact that I'm going to the office for a couple hours or that I have several phone calls back to back and can't go play outside right now. Mm -hmm. It alleviates kind of that pressure because I know that I've already designated that specific set family time. And it lets me spend that family time feeling totally untethered. I don't have to worry about anything else. I've already designated this time. And so I find that being kind of 100% in for a little bit of time really helps me to manage time management the rest of the week. I love that. I think that's a great tip. I'm trying to move towards that, incorporating that, at least taking like one whole day off from social media, from all of that stuff. So I think that's great. I think everyone should definitely do that because you kind of can refresh yourself and go back to your work feeling, you know, better about just 
taking that time off. Totally. And it doesn't, just because I do a weekday, it doesn't have to be that. It can be a weekend day, but to your point, it should be a day. It's not about doing laundry or dishes mm-hmm. or cleaning or whatever. It's about just being there and spending the time. And it, it is, it's freeing on both sends. Yeah, for sure. So who uh, would you consider to be your favorite podcasters, bloggers, or authors or other experts that have really influenced you in your career? Yeah, so I um, I really love Marie Forleo. I think she's great for business inspiration. I love her positivity. Everything is figure outable, right? What a great mindset to have. I love her. Yeah, I love that book. <laughs> yes, I think everyone should read that book. I think it's a great phrase to have in mind, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed or bogged down by how am I ever going to get through this? It's a great mantra. So definitely one of my favorites. I also love Gabby Bernstein. I love the mindset kind of work and thinking through, you know, how can you really be more mindful of all of the things the universe has given you? So love that. Kind of in that vein, I listen to the Manifestation Babe podcast, very related to mindset, but also business focus, career focus, like how can you really get yourself ready to receive kind of success? Because the reality is a lot of us get in our own way, right? We either think we're not worthy, we undervalue ourselves, we shy away from connecting with people who could help us level up because we're afraid. And so how to kind of, again, get out of our own way. I love the sound of that. I'm uh, Each week I am jotting down more and more podcasts to listen to. So that's definitely one that I'm going to check out too. Yeah, she's great. There's so many great ones out there. Yeah, for sure. So in your business, what are you currently working on that you're most excited about? Or, you know, what's something that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, so... One of the things that I'm working on that I'm really excited to launch is a kind of a virtual learning aspect of these things, because I get asked the same questions over and over. And it's, you know, not everyone has the time or wants to work one-on-one with a coach. They just want the advice when they want it and they want to go run with it. So things like, how do I negotiate my salary? Or how do I talk about getting more flexibility in my current role? Or I'm interviewing for a job. How do I talk about the fact that work-life balance is important to me without scaring them off? So all of those things in a one-stop shop where you can just go and leverage the resources as you need them. So that is coming. I'm super excited about it. I think it's just another great way that I can help support women figure out how to find balance and how to find the confidence to really ask for what it is that they want and know that they're not crazy for thinking they can have it kind of always. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, just kind of like, I know a lot of people aren't ready to have that one-on-one coaching experience yet. Maybe they're feeling like they're not in a place that they're ready for that. So I think that's great to offer just kind of on a case-by-case basis. Like if you're looking for certain advice, I think that's really great. Right. So where are you most frequently online? Where can people follow you and um, find out more about your programs and offers? Yeah. So I am online at avantialliance.com. It's A-V-A-N-T-I. And I am on Instagram under the same name. It's avanti underscore alliance, also on Facebook. And then you can find me on LinkedIn. You can either follow my personal page, Dana Underwood, or my business page is under Avanti Alliance. So yeah, I would love to see you there and please connect with me. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to hear, what you need help with. Like I said, I'm doing this because it's my story too. I'm so passionate about helping more women figure out 
how to really balance things in a way that makes them feel fulfilled and feel happy. So I want to be of service. Perfect. Sounds great. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And I really think these are great resources for the listeners. And um, yeah, I I just really want to thank you for taking the time out to talk to me. Yeah, thank you. It's been so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today to Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes of this episode for all the links to what we've talked about today. Also, head on over to theworkingmomcollective.com to sign up for my free five-day challenge for creating a working mom non-negotiable routine. We've all been there stressed out, burnt out, and overwhelmed as working moms handling all of the things. My free challenge will walk you through step-by-step my exact method for creating a working mom routine that takes you from burnout to actually waking up and feeling great about your day. And finally, please subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you have a few minutes. Tell your working mom friends and anyone else that might be interested in this content. I'd love as many moms as possible to gain value from the podcast. If you'd like to nominate someone or yourself to be a guest, please contact me at kelly at theworkingmomcollective.com. I am so happy you chose to listen in today. And I cannot wait to dive into next week's topic with you.